Welcome to We Are Meaningful, a podcast where we transform the anonymous experiences of black and brown talent into powerful audio narratives. Each month, we center the dialogue around a common theme, providing you, our listeners, with the tools and resources you need to help navigate, grow, and thrive in corporate spaces. Our stories, experiences, and our voices are meaningful. We are meaningful. Hi, everyone. This is Crystal. And this is Krista. And today we're joined by Felicia Perez. Felicia is a mental health counselor and has been working at a school in the heart of Orlando, Florida for two years now. She's a sister of Kappa Delta Chi Multicultural Sorority Incorporated, where she was part of the group of women that implemented the first nationwide mental health and wellness initiative for the organization. Wow. And is currently a national officer within the sorority as well. She's passionate about mental health advocacy, self-care, reading, dance, family, and serving her community. And she is also one of my very good friends from Florida State. Hi, Felicia. How are you? Whoop, whoop. Hi. Hey, Felicia. <laughs> Hello. I'm so excited. Yes, we're so excited to have you here. And you've been one of our featured speakers at Bring Your Own Snacks recently, and you took this approach of talking about mental health, wellness, advocacy. So I'm so excited to have this opportunity to speak with you today about our new narrative, Light of Mind. Light of Mind just really helps us to focus on, focus and reflect on how 2020 has really challenged us. And we're trying to focus through a positive lens and talk about any best practices um, that you've leveraged for staying strong during these hard times. Hasn't that been so a let's challenge? go ahead and <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. It has been one of those years. Yeah. So let's go ahead and roll the narrative. Yay. We're all waiting for that moment. We've been taught to. Do A, then B, and C, and you'll get to that place in your life when you have clarity, success, and peace. If I just get that degree or certification or love life, that international trip, the big house, a promotion, then all I've worked for will finally be worth it, and life will be perfect. We're constantly striving for the light at the end of the tunnel. But it never really seems to come because something else always gets in the way. So what if it doesn't exist? What if this journey is just one long tunnel and it's our responsibility to make light and carry it with us? If you woke up tomorrow and were told, it doesn't get any better friend, this is all you have. How would you change? What would you say or do to empower and drive yourself? To ignite a flame that carries you through years like 2020. I wonder what it would look like if we took back the power, love, support, and energy that we give to those undeserving people, situations, jobs, and just saved it and used it as fuel to inspire ourselves and feel whole. The gag is, we don't have to wait until the end of the tunnel to see a light. We have it, right now, because the light is us. The light 
is you. So Felicia, after you've had the opportunity to hear the narrative, what were your initial thoughts and reactions? Um, Well, first off, I hardcore relate. (laughs) I feel like that's a thing, right? You're always like, when this happens, then, right? Like that whole, when this happens, then I'll be happy. When I achieve this, then I'll feel successful. And I think that that's something that we're all taught with the intent of like just striving to get there, like, right. Like giving yourself that motivation of making it there. And, um, I heard this quote a few months ago, actually, that it was like, um, it's not the sun that just like appears out of nowhere. It's the earth that rotates until it sees the sun again. So Mm. essentially trying to tell you, you know, change your perspective and you'll find that light. And so that's what this narrative really reminds me of, of taking that that space to kind of find the positive, find the light for yourself because it's there. So those are a few of my things. Something that I tell my kids actually a lot, um, not my kids, I'm not a mom, <laughs> but the kids at the school that I work at, um, is I always tell them like, Every day might not be good, but there's at least something good in every day. You just have to figure out what that is for that day. You got to so name it. That's, that's kind of, yeah, that's what this narrative really, really tells me. I love it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> First Such of all, one. I need to find that great. You need to write that down. I'll (laughs) find it for y'all. I know I did not quote it properly, but I will find it for (laughs) y'all. Yeah. Like in a nutshell, this is what it said. Right. And I think, you know, to your point about what the quote represents, it's really about your mindset, right? So how important is your mindset to your reality? Like, should we be talking about or reflecting on the bad moments. So how important is your mindset to your reality? It is your reality, Mm -hmm. right? Like the things that you're paying attention to, what you're focusing on, the stuff that you spend time on, the stuff that you think about, like it all kind of helps you figure out how you view the world, right? Like that's the lens with which you're seeing the world. And so that, part being said, I think it's really important to just kind of reflect on bad moments as well as the good ones and everything in between, right? Like we need to create that space to process, learn and improve. And you can't really have that without reflection, right? The, the problem with the problem happens when you're labeling those things inappropriately. So for example, if I like fumble over some type of presentation at work and then I begin reflecting on that, that makes sense, right? Like you're kind of like trying to think it over and and figure out where you went wrong, what you can do to improve. But if I start obsessing over that and then I label myself as like, oh, I failed or I did horribly, I'm a failure, that's when it's unhelpful, right? Like it doesn't serve me to label 
that as me having done horribly. It doesn't serve me to label myself as a failure because I messed up a little. Um, what would serve me is if I'm like, Hey, you know, I fumbled a bit. Let me see what I can do to remedy that in the future. Um, that takes the shame off. Like that takes off that weight of like low self-esteem because of a few mistakes. We can't always be positive and good vibes only. It's just not fully realistic as much as we'd love for that to be the case. It's not fully realistic. Crappy things happen. And it's like, completely okay to acknowledge that you just don't want to stay in that space for too long, you know? Yeah. And I, I think you're speaking directly to me right, right now. No, and no, she's back, talking to me. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, maybe, pa- maybe past me. So, case in point. So I would say probably what year is it? It's 2020. So maybe four years ago, um, Actually, it was longer than four years ago. Gosh, time just passes by so quickly. Girl. Well, let's just say <laughs> when I graduated with my MBA. Yes, girl. I was in a a struggle because I was working somewhere where the work I was doing had absolutely nothing to do with my job, with my degree. Oh. Um, I was working super hard and like training other people. And I just felt like I wasn't going anywhere. I felt like I was spinning and spinning and spinning. And then there was someone, I'm about to, about to tell y'all a secret. Um, <laughs> there was someone who worked at my job during that time. And they were really horrible at their job. Like super horrible. Oh. But they were also like doing work that didn't have anything to do with their degree. And it was like they were there one day and then they were gone. It was like, oh, they got their dream job. This happened and that happened. And I'm just sitting there like, but how? Like, I don't even understand. Like, I'm working so hard. Mm -hmm. How did this good thing happen to this person? Like, I don't I just don't get it. And I felt like I failed. I felt like I must be doing something wrong. Like, what else do I need to do? I'm sitting over here with the MBA with hella debt Mm -hmm. and I'm working somewhere that has nothing to do with my degree. Like I felt horrible and literally, and I've said this before so many times, ugly crying on the floor every single night. Just like, how can I get out of this situation? And changing my mindset, as you mentioned, really helped me with that. So can you share with our audience, what are some practices or frameworks that you have seen work for staying in or returning to a healthy mindset? Yeah, of course. Um, Sorry. Uh, So it's going to sound a little cheesy, um, especially because it's kind of like what everyone kind of goes to. But I whenever I think something's cheesy or cliche, I always think it's for a reason. Um, But self-care. Like, but true, genuine, sincere self-care. Like, I think there's just this huge myth surrounding self-care where it's bubble baths and face masks and massages and all of those things are nice. Yeah, but they seem a little out of reach. They seem like a, uh, like a luxury. Um, those self-care pieces seem like a luxury and... When it comes to mental health, it can't be a luxury. Self-care is a necessity. It's absolutely something that needs to happen. 
and self-care, like I said, it's not just bubble baths and the masks and the massages, right? Like it's, it's budgeting. It's <laughs> cleaning out that junk drawer that you've been meaning to get to. It's doing things that you hold used up, to Hold love. up, hold up, hold up, hold yeah. up. Felicia, not the junk drawer. We need the junk <laughs> drawer. Who is cleaning out their junk drawer? Who is taking the time to do that? Who? But we see, love the junk drawer. We need it. How many sauce packages do you have in that drawer that you actually can use, though? One day, if and when, we are in Florida, hurricanes. I don't know. I might be stuck in a situation where I need to suck on a Taco Bell mild. Who knows? And do you want to make sure that and you so have much- the one? Because that's what you do when you clean it. You just make sure you got what you need in there. <laughs> I'm bad. I'm bad with the junk drawer. I am. I have. Yeah. I have. We were just talking about the junk we drawer were, today. We Kristen. were. I have like a mail junk drawer, then a takeout junk drawer, and then just a junk drawer, like for lanyards and screws and batteries. Like, I, I cleaned yeah, out a junk talking, drawer she's talking today. Straight to you. But okay, okay. And I think the the point being that's amazing that that is one of your self care practices. That's something that's important, like to you, to make yourself feel more at peace, right? I was I was listing things, not necessarily all of these are ones that I would do. <laughs> but we want to be inclusive. I'm trying to on reach the We Are Meaningful the, podcast. Exactly right. See, I'm trying to include things that may or may not be appealing to me. <laughs> but no, I mean it's it's for real though. It's like it's let's just say you've been meaning to rearrange that that sock drawer you knew you need to like throw out the Mm -hmm. pairs that are incomplete right like and you that's just something that you've been meaning to get to and every time you go into that drawer it just really just bothers you or stresses you out to see it that way taking care of that is technically self-care right Mm -hmm. it's volunteering if that's something that speaks to your soul that's something that i did yesterday genuinely made my entire day better right it's reading it's I have 10 things on my to-do list and I want to make sure that I do at least one today right like it's I miss this friend and I really want to talk to them so let me call them right like it's not the stereotype of self-care and I think that's why um it seems so out of reach and it seems so undoable because people wouldn't consider like For instance, have you ever been scrolling on social media and you see something that's like so triggering to you? You're like, oh, I hate when I see this. Has that ever happened? Girl, has it? All the time, right? More times it hasn't happened. Come on. (laughs) Have you ever taken the time to like click on the profile, go ahead and just be like, I'm going to just unfollow you right now because that's what's going to help me. That is self-care. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You just cared for yourself and your mental health. That's what you just did. Absolutely. If I didn't, if I, if I wouldn't be able to keep my name on Instagram, I would have had like a whole new (laughs) profile and everything when I came back after my two year hiatus, because it is really hard to see like negative reminders, triggers, all of these different things. And I I think a lot of the times we like to tell ourselves, oh, it's important for you to overcome those. And I think there's a difference between overcoming, accepting, and just putting yourself in a space where you don't need to be anymore. 
Yes. Yeah. Say it louder for the people in the back. Like you're not weak <laughs> just because you don't want to see those things, those people, those places. That's right. not you're not weak for that. It's just not for you anymore. Yeah, it's no mm-hmm. longer serving. It doesn't no serve you anymore. Go. Exactly. <laughs> Say it, and just <laughs> not just go. on Instagram too. I think sometimes we're definitely scared um, to do that with people, right? And I find myself doing that oh, all the sure. time, where I'll like agree to hang out with somebody and then make up this lame ass excuse on the back end. I promised myself at the beginning of 2020 I was not spending time with anybody that I didn't want to. So even if people are like, "Oh, let's hang out," I'll be like. Yeah, let me check my schedule. And then it just never happens. <laughs> because I am the so queen. So you want to hear that. something awesome? Tell me. That's self-care, Krista. Is it? That's 100% self-care. Because so, okay, mm-hmm. I think the best way to think about it when it comes to self-care is how can you cultivate a space where you feel mentally safe? mentally, emotionally, physically safe, right? So it's like a lot of people get into can get into a funk and they don't realize that if you clean up even the tiniest little space and then you spend time in that space. So like if today I feel like I'm in a funk and I can't really think any I can't think straight, I can't focus, um but I take the time to just clean my bedroom and then I sit in my bedroom with a book there you go. I have cultivated mm-hmm. a space where I feel mentally, mentally, physically, emotionally safe, and that's considered self-care. Like, I have. How totally. can you cultivate that for yourself? Exactly. And I'm so sorry yeah. to do this. Y'all know I love to. I am thinking of a question. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes it it is a fine line, right? And I want to know, because you're a professional in this, When does it become unhealthy that you're curating a space that almost becomes kind of like it is your sanctuary? Yes, but you become so dependent on it. Right. And it's like anytime you're outside of that healthy headspace or somebody or something comes into that space that it triggers you, you don't you feel like, oh, my God, I don't have control over this situation anymore. Right. Especially when we're talking about physical spaces it's easy for us to have control over those. But when we're out in the world experiencing things, how do we manage the difference between what's like building a wall between us and the world versus what's truly a healthy headspace? That's such a good question. Um, I think if I'm, I'm just kind of going like right off the cuff, I feel like, there are pieces to that 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 have to come with awareness. Like you yes. have to physically and mentally be aware mm-hmm. of, hey, this is something that I'm latching onto. This is something that I'm really dependent on. Right. So like if I walk into a space and I'm like, oh, I don't have control over this. You have to pay attention to how that affects you. So if you're someone who it affects you physically your heart starts racing, you start sweating, you start stuttering, you feel closed in, like, you know, that type of stuff. Um, It's making sure that you have 
coping skills and grounding skills really um, that are going to be there Love for that. you in that moment to calm your heart rate, right? Wow, I said that weird. Your heart rate. <laughs> um, but like, what are the things that you can do to kind of make yourself feel safe in a space where you don't have control? So like Thank one you. of my favorites, you're welcome. One of my favorites are, um, it's this like, five four three two one thing and I always confuse the sentence the senses but it's like five things you can see four things you can hear three things you can touch two things you can smell and one thing you can taste and so you basically just in your space look around to see these things you don't have to actually physically taste something right (laughs) but it's just naming those things so what are five things I can see here what are four things I can hear three things I can touch two things I can smell one thing I can taste and doing that orients you to your surroundings so if you feel overwhelmed or physically stressed by an environment that you're in utilizing those grounding coping skills to get you to a space where you feel safe even though it might not be your preferred space, as long as you feel calm, that's yes. what that's for, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I thought, the, like, that's yeah. a crystal, sorry. No, I was just going to say that um, this concept of naming it has come up a couple of times in this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that has continuously come up in 2020. Because I feel like before 2020 we felt like, oh, you know, things are happening, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll deal with it. It's cool. Like, you know, like, it's fine. I'll take it in and move on to the next thing. I feel like 2020 has been so heavy on all of us that we've had no choice but to name it. If we didn't name the things we were feeling, right, it's almost like we we might not be here right now (laughs) because it's just been so stressful, so heavy, just so much this year that's something that's so important too like I'm glad that that's something that has come about out of 2020 because I think we can all collectively agree 2020 has not been the best year for everyone um but of the good things that have come out of 2020 I think that's one of them because the conversation about mental health is coming to the forefront now Mm -hmm. right like the I spoke about this too at, at bring your own snacks and it was something that um was one of my favorite things to discuss. But when these are things that you struggle with every day, right? Like you get used to it. You're like, oh, whatever, that's normal. But it's like when it happens so often and you're dealing with it, it becomes your state of being. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that is healthy. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's something that's serving you. It could have crossed the line into something clinical without you realizing it because no one named it before. No one took the time to put a name to that and say, hey, look, like (laughs) this is me feeling stressed. This is me feeling anxious. This is me feeling just a teensy bit depressed. Um, And like you can say that you're in a depressed mood without clinically having depression, right? Like, but it's, it's being able to recognize and name that. And I think that's the important thing. So like we, it's really hard to kind of, I guess, bringing it back to like light of mind. It's really hard to find that space where you can be grateful 
for such things, right? Like a lot of people would probably look at 2020 and be like, wow, this sucked. But there are things to be grateful for, like our ability for us to recognize like, hey, I'm not feeling okay. Like, I think that conversation has happened way more in 2020 than I think I've ever heard it, where people are okay with saying that they're not okay. (laughs) And I think that is a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing because when we can recognize it, then we can do something about it. Yeah. And I, I completely agree with you that that for me is the power of 2020, right? Because I can admit 2020 is not the hardest year that I've ever had, but I think finally, because everybody like this is 2020 is something that everybody across the world is experiencing. It is finally becoming normalized to have these conversations and what's becoming normal about it is the priority that it's taking. Right. Whereas if we were trying to have these same conversations last year, it would be same old, same old. People are like, okay, yeah, go see a therapist, go do whatever. Now people get it. No, it's important. This is messing with people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, this is affecting our day to day. Right. Exactly. To kind of to kind of go to the like oh, the original question, just because I feel like this is important now more than ever. Um, but one of the ways to bring yourself to a healthy space when, because we're all struggling, (laughs) we're all struggling. There is something that we are struggling with. Um, and I think one of the best ways to kind of combat that is to begin a gratitude practice, like some space where you can find, like I said, what I tell my, my kids at work, um, that, There are things to be happy about. There are things to be grateful for, right? And so um, something that could be a good idea is taking the time at night to write just three things, just three things that day that you were grateful for. And when you're having a particularly bad day, it might be really hard to think of those things. Your three things might very well just be, I watched the sunset, I drank a cup of tea, and I took a shower. Oh, I, <laughs> right? I'd be petty. I'm thankful for this bed. I'm thankful for the yes. end of the day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's so real, though, because everyone is struggling right now. And I think, like, this is something that I told one of my kiddos, too, because I asked, like, hey, how are you doing? And they were like, oh, Miss Prez, I'm barely surviving. And I was like, I'm proud of you. <laughs> and they were like, what? And I was like, barely surviving is still surviving. So I'm proud of you. And I don't think that they expected me to say that <laughs> because they were like, I really never thought of it like that. And I'm like, yeah, you made it through the day. Go you. And that's all you need. Yes. You got to hold on to that little piece. And it becomes easier to find things to be grateful for the more you practice that, which is why it's called a gratitude practice and not just like, Felicia, I did that thing where I talked about one thing I'm grateful for a week and it's not working. And it's like, well, it's not going to work if you're not doing it consistently. Right? Like we say so many things to ourselves each day. The things that you say the most to yourself are the things that are going to stick in your mind. So if you're consistently trying to find things that you're grateful for, it's going to change your mindset. It's going to change how you perceive things. It's going to change how you view the world. Yes, I completely agree. And that's exactly what we need to do. If anything, you made it through the day. 
And I know that some people take that for granted, but actually not everybody makes it through the day. You made it through the day. You did what you had to do. You got up out of bed. And with that, Felicia, what do you think um, like a quote to live by is? What's something that brings you like motivation and inspiration? Um, okay, so I know you're asking for one, but I've got two. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so for the longest time, it was a quote by Albus Dumbledore. And I'm going to say Albus on purpose. Um, so for anyone who's with it, with the uh, Harry Potter debacle, um, this mm-hmm. quote is by Albus Dumbledore and Albus Dumbledore alone. Uh, but the quote is, <laughs> happiness... <laughs> Happiness can be found in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. And I think that's kind of, that's the narrative, right? Like, that's literally what you mm-hmm. said yourself. That's that's the narrative. That's what I like to live by. It's how can you turn to face the sun, right? Like It's how do you find that new light and that new perspective? It reminds me that darkness is temporary, it's not going to last. If any, if there's anything that the night tells us, it's that one, the stars will provide light until the sun comes back around, right? Like you, it's temporary. And so mm-hmm. for the longest time, that's been like the quote that I live by recently as a result of bring your own snacks, <laughs> which was like amazing. I heard Don Christian speak and she said, I belong here just as I am. And oh my goodness, y'all, that quote (laughs) hit me at the perfect time. And I think that's also the other kind of thing that we've been talking about so far is that we need to claim that space for ourselves. We need to create and cultivate that space for ourselves because no one else is going to do it for me. And so those two quotes for me are that happiness can be found in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light and that I belong here just as I am. I love it. And I love how meaningful and bring your own snacks has just brought everyone together Ah, um, and how like just, just like on this episode, we often talk about how our guests have connected with one another um, how they've inspired one another. And I really love that. So with that said, I'm sure our listeners want to know where they can find you online. So where can they find you, girl? Where are you? So if the professional in me is saying, find me on LinkedIn. Um, and that is Felicia C as in Kat <laughs> Perez. Um, but I'm not on there as much as I'm on Twitter. So <laughs> if you want to hear more of the content that's very similar to what I've been saying today, you can find me at love underscore Felicia underscore. Um, and that's kind of where I, I'll post little self-care tidbits or perspective changes, or I'll retweet some therapists every now and again. Um, or I'll just post something that makes me laugh because everyone needs something to make you laugh every once in a while. Right. <laughs> so yes, this has been such an inspiring episode. I think I'm going to go clean out the junk. No, you're not. <laughs> the junk drawer <laughs> don't don't lie to the listeners you are not I'm cleaning gonna, out a I'm, junk drawer i'm gonna go clean out the junk drawer i'm at least gonna pull it out and look at it and say what's in this drawer take an that inventory of that junk drawer i see you boo. seven seven chick-fil-a <laughs> sauces yes can't get rid That'll of those come in handy 
<laughs> two sets of chopsticks, even though I don't use chopsticks, chopsticks just in case. I might have somebody classy in the house. A like. whole stack of napkins <laughs> that you didn't know you needed. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the We Are Meaningful podcast. Follow us on Instagram at wearemeaningful.co and visit our website to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. We're excited to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Talk to you next week.